For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Warriors radio play-by-play man Tim Roy about the Warriors' upcoming start to the 2020-2021 season. Just a 72-game slate. We've only got the first half of the schedule, but they'll look to ride Steph Curry, hopefully to a playoff berth and maybe further than that. But they've got a young team, a really young team, the number two pick in the draft in James Wiseman. They're looking for scoring from Andrew Wiggins. All stuff we can talk about with Tim Roy, who joins me next. It's Monday, December 21st. It's my pleasure to welcome the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. Tim, it's so good to have you on the update with us, talking Warrior basketball. And it's been so long that we've had Warrior basketball. It's kind of how I start off every podcast when we're talking dubs. But it's been March since you've gotten to really get your teeth into one and call a game, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. It was, uh, you know, we just got done with, with preseason and, you know, got a couple of games under our belt, got the lay of the, the land as, as far as, you know, how radio is going to be in this season. So, it's great to see NBA basketball again, to be able to broadcast NBA basketball and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll get the season going without, you know, too many hiccups and hopefully the Warriors can come together and put together a pretty good season. Well, it's so funny for you because you've covered the team for so long or you've, you've called the games for so long that you've seen bad teams. You've seen them have high draft picks and here they are again, but they're doing it in sort of a weird way or a weird era. I, I was talking to somebody recently and I think back to, when the Detroit Pistons ended up getting the number two pick with Darko Milicic, kind of right in the heart of when they were good. Warriors kind of have the same sort of thing, but it's a bit of a retool. How are you feeling about the James Wiseman pick, and what do you think about the makeup of the team? Maybe a little bit undersized, but but what do you think about him coming into the season? I think it's uh, really fortuitous that it happened in the way it did, because obviously you don't want Klay Thompson and Steph Curry to go down in the same season. That was something that you know you couldn't foresee and, and you don't want to have happen but the fact that it did happen and the Warriors got a pick with their core still pretty much intact I think it's it's a really opportune time for the Warriors to retool and to not only get themselves in position for maybe another title run or two but also you know start cementing the future and I think Weissman's going to be one of those guys they haven't had a seven footer with his kind of skill set in a long, long time. And, and, you know, if you go back over the years, and in my time with the Warriors, Andrew Bogut was a very good center. But because of the injuries he had and the, the catastrophic injuries he had in his career, you know, he couldn't do the things he did, you know, at the University of Utah and as a young player when he was an all-league player in Milwaukee. So I think this is a very exciting time for the Warriors because, you know, to get a big man with that kind of skill set is really exciting. I think the other part of it that's exciting is, you know, they've kind of had different molds of teams, right, over the the title runs in that we had the death lineup, right, and you had Harrison Barnes out there, and then you bring Kevin Durant in, and and everything changes because of the type of player that he is, but you had this system where you had sort of big anchor big men. You mentioned, you know, Andrew Bogut, Zaza Pachulia. Uh, You had sort of these bigger guys that would play in that first team at the beginning of maybe the first half and then beginning of the second half, but now you've got a guy who can play along Steph, maybe run some pick and rolls, and I think it allows Steph to take on a little bit of a different role. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I I think there are some things that will be the same. You can still run high screen and roll with Steph. You can lob it to a big guy. Or, you know, I think the other thing, hopefully, if Wiseman can contribute offensively, along with Uberi Jr. and Wiggins, you know, that's going to take some of the pressure off Steph so he doesn't have to get, you know, 25 to 30 a night for this team to be competitive. And so, that's going to be an important part. It's funny to think of the Warriors after this, you know, incredible run that just had and say that, well, they need uh, more shooting and more scoring. But in this case, they, they kind of do. 
And so I'm hoping that Weissman, with his contributions, even just making teams honor him on the floor, is I think it's going to be fun to watch and see what kind of an impact. Now, that said, he's a very, very young man. And I don't think we should expect him to come in and just, you know, take over. The days of that happening with an NBA big man, I think, are gone. They need to learn the game like any young player. He needs to figure out where he fits in. You know, young players tend to be foul prone. They tend to be turnover prone because the game's going so fast. So I think we all have to look at him and just say, okay, let's see what we have here and how do you develop that player to become, you know, maybe a future star. It's so funny how the league, or or I guess it's more maybe NBA fans, view a player when he's drafted that high and he's that young and he's not immediately successful. Like, not everybody comes out at 19 years old and is LeBron James, right? Or Carmelo Anthony or could step into the league and have that kind of impact. And a lot of times, I think maybe a guy like Andrew Wiggins is a good example of that, where he comes into the league and and people view him as a a superstar and he's supposed to be a franchise-altering player and his whole situation gets changed with what happens in Cleveland. But I think a change of scenery for him is going to be impactful and I'm with you that I think, you know, they're going to need scoring from that second unit. And I think predominantly it's going to come from a guy like Andrew Wiggins or that they're looking to him, maybe because of the price tag and maybe because of the the scoring acumen he's had throughout his career. We all tend to fall into the trap of judging a player by where he's drafted. You know, sometimes guys get drafted too high and that's not the player's fault, but the expectations are different. You know, I mean, you could go back and look over the last 30 years and find guys who were drafted in the top five who maybe didn't get to the level you thought they did, but they still had good NBA careers. Maybe if that player was drafted at 12 instead of three, you would say, oh, he's, he's, he's okay. But because he was drafted at three, the expectation was he was going to be this kind of a player, and it just doesn't pan out. So I think for the Warriors this year, you know, getting back to the overall picture, I think you know their second unit has to step forward. And I think that... When we get to the halfway point of the season, I think you'll have a good idea of who they are and and what they are. I think it's going to take that long simply because they had no summer league. They haven't played since March, and you have a lot of players who are playing together for the first time. I think, you know, the the coaching staff has to figure out, you know, how can they be most effective? You know, what, what kind of team can they be? I think if they defend, I think they have a chance to be really competitive. But I think they have to defend it because I think more so than ever before, I think getting out of the break, getting early offense is going to be very important to this team. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. What do you think about some of the other acquisitions they bring in? You know, a guy like Brad Wanamaker is maybe supposed to be the key support to Steph off the bench. And then you mentioned Kelly Oubre Jr. I've really liked Kelly Oubre. He's one of those guys who's still a really, really young player and maybe hasn't even reached his full potential yet. But what do you think about some of these other, the other uh, ancillary bench players they've brought in? I think it's really been good. I think they have gotten their edge a little bit back. Oubre's kind of an edgy player. Basemore is. I think they're going to defend really well. With those guys on the floor, I think Wanamaker, to me, he reminds me of like Kevon Looney as a guard. I think he's going to have a lot of nights where he plays really well, but it's not going to show up in the box score. You know, he's not going to have an eye-popping line for you. But, again, another guy I think that can come in, can defend a little bit, he can knock down three and I think he's going to be a nice acquisition. I'm really excited to see when he plays alongside Steph Curry, 
because I think that's going to allow Curry to do something he does really well, which is go without the ball and move without the ball to get open. And I think that's where Curry can find some points and find some opportunities without having to create it for himself. What do you think about a guy like Marquise Chris? I, I really liked him last year. I, I was glad he came back. I'm glad they were able to, to bring him back. He's an odd player because he sort of came in as a wing. You know, he, he plays the power forward or center spot. He can run the floor. He's kind of a maniac out there. He has good energy. I think maybe that's what Steve Kerr likes about him. Uh, he can hit a three if you need him to. What do you make of a, a guy like Marquise Chris and his role here? Yeah, Marquise is a guy I think that is just now finding how he needs to play in the NBA. You know, you forget just how young he is. You know, at, at times in his NBA career, it wasn't going that well for him. So I still think there are times where, you know, his confidence can sag a little bit. And I think that's where this year I think it'll be good for him because, you know, last year he was kind of thrown into the fire. This year he's going to be able to come in, maybe come off the bench, play at his own pace, give them some good minutes. If that night he's playing well, he'll get more minutes. So I don't know if he's going to be the starter. I project him more of coming off the bench because I think that's where he can have a real impact because, you know, all of a sudden, boom, gets a block shot, gets a couple of rebounds, gets a dunk, you know, and it kind of helps change the tempo of the game. And I think that's a role. I think he can be really effective. Tim, thank you so much, man. It was fun talking basketball with you, getting a little dip into the Warriors, and should be a fun season. I'm glad you'll be back on the call, and we'll be listening to you all season, man. Let me leave you with this. You know, in this era where, you know, every offseason, and it's exciting for the fans, you know, players move around all over the place. Think about how special this run has been with the Warriors when you've had Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, and their entire careers to date have been with the Warriors, and you don't see that from three stars of that magnitude staying in one place for that long it's really been a a special journey that dub nation's been on right now it's been so much fun and you're right i mean especially in in the nba guys change teams more than ever it seems like i know it happens in baseball and the minor leagues and stuff but you know short-term contracts in the nba it happens so much more frequently so such a special time and it's great to hear your voice on the calls man thank you i enjoyed it that was great having Tim Roy. First time I've had an opportunity to talk to him. Great little scope into what the Warriors are going to have to deal with this season. And, and I, it's funny, I was looking at the roster and the ages on these guys, and a lot of them are very, very young. We were just mentioning, you know, Marquise Chris, just 23 years old. So potentially having Jeremy Lin and a couple more veterans hanging around could be fun. It'll be a, sort of a flip of the script from what we've seen in previous Warrior years where a lot of the guys off the bench, your Zaza Pachulias and your Sean Livingstons and your Andre Iguodala's, those were sort of the veteran cores. And now you're looking to Draymond Green and Steph Curry to be those guys while sort of leading this next wave of Warrior Stars. Thank you to Tim Roy. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is that you're listening. And uh, we're going to keep talking some basketball with the season tipping off this week. Dave DeFour, who covers the Denver Nuggets, the Dallas Mavericks, he's going to join us on Wednesday talking a little basketball from around the league. And then on Friday, back into the football discussion with Ted Nguyen, our film guy, the Raiders and the 49ers, both playing on Saturday this week. So we'll do a little film breakdown and talk to Ted. Until then, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you on Wednesday.